Hi, Beth. Hey, Beth. Your Abby, Dear Kiki. Desperate housewives. Doesn't want to marry you. Love you like I love you. Don't talk to yourself. Cheers, Beth. Cheers. Ill-advised. This is ill-advised. Hi, Biffs. Hello. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Ill Advice. podcast where these two best friends tell you what to do when someone else already has. Like your Facebook friends. And not the Grim Reaper. I thought for sure you were going to say the Instagrammers. Oh no, fuck them. Instagrammers no. tell you what to do way but less we, than Facebookers. But we listen to TikTokers and that's just what it is. I don't even have a TikTok. Oh. Well then I guess you're in the clear. So I listen and I use Facebook. You're bored. <laughs> <laughs> you need some entertainment, Beth. <laughs> That's why I go on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> That's only because I'm willing to bet it's because the friends that you have on there are the high school friends that only post drama. Yes. Yeah. Even the people where I'm like, who are you? Why are you on my page? And also, why do I know that your baby dad has herpes? Why do I? Right. Yeah. 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 And you rarely post on Facebook, so it's not your drama. No. I would never post my own drama no. on Facebook. Not since 2010. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that doesn't feel that long ago. It doesn't, but it was. Gross. Yeah. Let's skip this. Fast forward? Yeah. Welcome to 2023. I was just going to say, let's fast forward to 2023. Why? It's a fucking shithole. I know. Let's skip that too. Everything since 2019 to present has been nothing but a black hole of go fuck myself. Go fuck myself. Yeah. Yeah, because go fuck yourself just doesn't. It's not enough for the universe. Yeah. So we've been trying long enough. How are you doing? (laughs) I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not bad, but I'm not great, mm-hmm. but I'm also not, I'm tempted to say I'm okay, but I also don't know if that's true. It almost feels like you don't believe I'm it. I'm not not okay. Right. But I don't think okay is truthful. I don't know how to explain it. Are you lying to me? I'm not great, but I'm not bad. You know what I mean? Oh. So you would be what I call, I just am. I just, yep. I'm not underwhelmed. I'm not overwhelmed. I am just whelmed. I am just ammed. I don't know what else to say to that. There is nothing I'm else proud of you? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I'm happy for you because you're not bad. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's, great way to look at that's it. That's me reflecting um, on so this I'm, last year I'm, on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I learned something. <laughs> hey, that's what's important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what's impotent. Speaking of impotent, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm just I'm, kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a great transition. I was going to say, I just I couldn't would, no, let that, that one you go. You could not. <laughs> I, I would have punched you. <laughs> I would have fucking decked you. I'm impotent. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no. No, I'm not. I don't even know how to answer this question. Are you just am? I just, I am, I am in existence. Okay. So we joke about how you and I go through these like cycles together at the same time. Yeah. But typically we're usually like. On the same cycle. (laughs) Well, but I mean like emotionally we're able, 
not able. I don't know how to explain it. One but of us always has enough one space us, for yeah. the other one. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. Perfect way to describe it. And I'm just not great. I'm not actually, I'm not good. I'm going to just be point blank about it. I am not good. And I am existing and I'm trying and every day is a new day. So until I get good, this is the answer you're going to get, world. We'll take it. And you better, because I'm not lubing shit up. I was going to say, thank you for your honesty. Thank you very much for my sweet honesty. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Fucking no. Your sweet honesty. Uh, I'm literally picturing a bag of Lipton tea. (laughs) (laughs) So now that we got that out of the way. What do you say to some wine? Yes. Thank you. I need to feel better. This isn't our oyster bag. What? Is that your wine? Nope. Okay. That's my water bottle. Uh, then I don't it's care. now 40 feet further and I can't reach it. Is it open? No. Then we don't care. I wish it were. You don't need it right now. You wish it were? Yeah. Open? So I can get back at your neighbors downstairs for their loud TV. <laughs> I don't know if I have a downstairs neighbor right now. Oh, well then I'm Which over. Which is why it. we haven't had a loud TV. Well then let it <laughs> let it drip. <laughs> <laughs> Clean under my couch. <laughs> just take it all away. I'm just gonna leave that part in. I suppose <laughs> it was worth it. This week we we're drinking a surprise French wine. Oh. I must have bought this wine. It's Chateau de la Carrel. That's all I got. La Carrel. The Beaujolais Village. Yeah. Huh. I think. I don't know if that's even right. <laughs> I just like to pretend I know shit sometimes. But I think that's a region in France because we've gotten wines with that before. This is their red Beaujolais. Yeah. Again, guessing wine 2021. There's nothing to read. Let me just be clear. Can you look in there? It's it almost looks like there's text on the inside of the label that isn't oh, that isn't on the outside. Peel it. Maybe one's in French and one's in English. Well, there's nothing on the back other than Appellation d'Origine Protege. <laughs> oh, there's nothing here. What? Because yeah. it really looks. But like it writing. looks like it. Yeah, it does. I can see you it. You see it? There's no. That's writing. a lot of. Not writing. Oh, that's the glue. <laughs> Do you see the fucking glue for the label? It's all lined. Yeah. That's a fucking shit. The uh, French have been fooling us for years. <laughs> we deserve it. So I guess. So shall we? <laughs> uh, yeah. It smells great. They're going to have to just take it for what it's worth. Did it smell like rich and. It smells not bitter. No. Like, my face isn't going to react. It smells wonderful. Like, it doesn't smell like prunes. Or it lemons. It so good. It smells great. Like a, like a classic like a grape juice, but wine. It almost smells like a cab to me. Funny story. Tell me. I poured a glass of cheap wine the other night. I love cheap wine. And Mia was with me, and she goes, Mom, is that soda? And I was like, no. I was like, it's like mom's juice and she goes oh i'm gonna call it apple juice and i was like yeah it looks like apple juice i was like but i think it's probably more grape juice and she was like yeah grape juice but i'm just gonna say mom's apple juice 
Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, that's perfect. Does she know that not to touch mom's <laughs> apple juice? Yeah, she doesn't. Yes. <laughs> she has. She doesn't imbibe yet. She went to the local bar and they're yeah. like, no. <laughs> you won't like this apple juice, honey. This is your mom's. Just give this one to your grounds. mother. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. To mom's to apple mom's. juice. My face didn't no, tweak out. I can still see your eyes. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's a hint of it where I like almost could. You just wanted to blink but one I, eye. Yeah, just a very subtle like half blink. I like it so far. I don't hate it. It doesn't smell like what it tastes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't taste like what it smells. Well, I too I like to it. smell taste <laughs> and taste smell. Not always. Sometimes oh. I don't want to taste what I smell. That's true. Especially when I'm in the bathroom. Next. Yeah. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it did get a little more sour to me, too, but I liked it. I'm indifferent for number two. Mm. You ready? What is it? Cleanse, acclimate, taste. Okay. Yeah, it's a little acidic, but I like it. I actually don't mind acidic. I like acidic wines, but this one's got like a different profile of acidity. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. You know way more than I ever will. It's just been a really long time since I was in that French wine grape farm. <laughs> the Beaujolais, Beaujolais Village. <laughs> village? Uh-huh, oui, oui. Village? Village. Is that French for village? No. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, just, I'm fuck, I really I'm fucking it kidding. Village. No, it is. Oh, my. I think. You're I mean, an it's asshole. spelled like villages, right? <laughs> but I say village. <laughs> Don't trust me. I don't know French. <laughs> 20 years together, if I knew French and you didn't know. Yeah, that's true. I did just have to tell my mom that she sent me a song that was in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And she was like, is this Spanish or Portuguese? Because if it's Portuguese, I'm going to send it to Ray to see if he'll give me the, the translation. translation. And I was like, oh, I was like, well, it's Spanish, but also he speaks both. Oh my gosh, wow. Can you give me his number? And I just never responded. But she had my number at one point. She probably still does. It's Dolly. Oh, it's true. <laughs> Anyways, the point of that was that I wouldn't be surprised if he could speak French or at least understand it. Oh, no. No. I know uh, Je m'appelle Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> And Ule Vukushe Avwe of Avekwa. Is that will you sleep with me tonight? I think so. Avek is with, and that's all I know. Oh, Vulevu is will you, right? I are you asking me? <laughs> I think you have a better chance at French than I do. I have no European in me. All right. Well, I don't know if that's how that works, but sure. <laughs> Great. Okay. I'm all South American here, Spanish and Portuguese. <laughs> so that's my basis for all that shit. For French. For, yes, that's it. <laughs> Shall we? Oh, we didn't. The wine. Oh, are we still drinking it? Three and a half for me. I'm going to say three. Yeah. 
My three is, I don't hate it, but I wouldn't, A, get it for myself, nor would I go out of my way to like find it to bring somewhere. Mm-hmm. My three but I don't half, hate it. If it's there, I'll drink it. Yeah. My three and a half is this, I'm in between the three where I wouldn't go out of my way, but if someone served it to me, I'd enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And my four where it's like I'm looking for it. Okay. I'm in between. Because I, I do like it. I like the acidity. I like the flavor. I actually can't pick out any fruit flavors no, in this I, at all. That's what I was going to say is I'm a little bit disappointed that it doesn't at all match the smell. No, it like doesn't. I thought it was going to have a hint of the sweet grape, like that really strong sweet grape, but not like sweet wine. Right. Just like a hint of like a That like undeniable, grape, like, like this grape. is my, yep. Yeah. That's what it smells like. So that's what I was hoping for. But it doesn't have. Yeah, that. I'm with you on that. It's um, it does smell like a very fruit forward yes. wine. Yes, it really does. Yeah, and but it's not. It's not what you get. Yeah, all I get is I get like that when you take a sip of a good cab and you get that aftertaste, that kind of sensation. Okay. Yeah, don't ask me. <laughs> I came here and I opened a bottle of wine and drank it from the bottle <laughs> and handed it to me. <laughs> And then went and got glasses. <laughs> yes. That's where I am. You want to know how that I'm doing? Very aunt. I have questions this week. I have questions. Let's jump into the shithole, shall we? Who are we doing? So this week we are hitting up salon.com. It's been a little bit. Yeah. And I think we, I had that was in our what, 60s? 60s, I I'm believe. still in my 30s, so you can just <laughs> you ain't be, far where, behind, you can be wherever you is. I ain't far behind what? Me. <laughs> You're not in your 60s either, asshat. I'm just saying, if asshat. I was. What am I, 30? Forget it. What are you, 60? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drink my wine. <laughs> but I digress. This article is written by Carrie Tennis, and it ran from 2001 to 2013, I believe. And oh, yes. No longer? I wish it still were a column, just because a lot of these questions were kind of fun, but they are they do deal with some like old-ish issues. So let's just be ready to have to correct unwoke uh, for wokeness. You, yeah, you're good at catching that stuff. I still I watch Dateline where they say prostitute. Oh, do they? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, maybe not current oh, episodes. Okay. I mean, you know to say sex worker. Because of you, yes. Oh, because of me? Yes, I never I ever knew. like your guidepost right now. You literally <laughs> are my dad. <laughs> Fuck. Or teacher. I was going to say I just birthed you, but I was like wrong sex. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, our first question, please don't put your glass to your mouth. Fine. From May 21st, 2012. 2012? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going way back because we have nothing beyond 2013. (laughs) We were breastfed really late. Well. This is where I get tripped up. Are you ready? The subtitle Mm. or like the mini description of sorts. My mother continued to let us touch her for years after feeding stopped and now it feels creepy and revolting it are you should. creeped out or revolted it, both okay good 
so you'll never do it again. Do what again? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> My daughter stopped breastfeeding before she was one, I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dear Carrie, I don't know how to put this in any way but bluntly, so here goes. <laughs> My mom let me and my brother breastfeed really, really late until we were four or five. She let us touch and play with her breasts for years after that. She never told us what sex was. And later when I found out for myself. Years after five is six and seven and eight. Uh-huh. And continue. Until death even. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to continue. She never told us what sex was, and later when I found out for myself my body changing on its own, I felt revulsion at the all-too-recent memories of how I touched and wanted to touch my own mother. I hated that she hadn't stopped me. Now I'm 18, and I have a... Can we do this question? (laughs) I'm just kidding. We're going to find out. We're going to find out if we're qualified for this. Now they're what? Now I'm 18 and have a little sister. Just like with me and my older brother, mom breastfed her really late. And now at nine years old, my sister still likes to feel my mother's breasts. My sister is my mom's last child. And so in several areas, mom persists in regarding her as a baby. I try to understand my mom. I realize the idea of her last kid growing up must be scary and depressing. But this behavior is disgusting to watch or even to know it is going on when you're not there. Additionally, it's delusional and perverse to excuse and even encourage such behavior in a growing young woman on the grounds that she's an infant. Who knows why I wanted, and now my sister wants, to touch my mother's breasts at age nine. Certainly not because we wanted to breastfeed, but mom's so convinced of my sister's innocence that she refuses to consider she could be encouraging inappropriate impulses that my sister is too unaware to understand. I know those impulses are there. It happened to me. But for obvious reasons, I can't tell my mother that. What do I tell her? That I'm grossed out and that my sister's too old? Mom won't listen. My sister, of course, listens to mom over me and gets mad at me for saying anything. I'm at a loss for what to do, and I don't want my sister to turn out with the revulsion of her own memories and the confusion of her feelings that I suffered. I'm so disgusted it's keeping me up at night. I'm angry and stressed. What should I do? Revolted. Holy schmoly. We were never qualified to answer any of these questions, <laughs> so you can go on. We are unqualified. If you are listening to this podcast 90-something episodes in, you know this. Mm. And if you are listening to this episode and you don't know that. Yeah, you're episode. 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 You're listening to this episode, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> well, then... Now you know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I know what you're going to ask, but no, we don't know her age. It doesn't matter. The children's age is what matters. Mom's age doesn't matter. No, not mom's age, the writer's age. He said 18. Now I'm 18. Well, then we do. And it didn't matter. He was touching his mom's boobs at nine years old. And now has a kid, sister... Who's nine years old touching her mom's boobs. Touching her mom's boobs. Yeah. My four-year-old. She thinks it's hysterical when she tries to grab at my titties. I think it's hysterical when I try to grab at your titties. (laughs) Right. Do you remember one of our first interactions? Scoop and slap? No. (laughs) No. This was in our 
first the tampon. The tampon. This was not our first interaction, but we were both waiting to get picked up in and high you school. Stuck the tampon down my cleavage. I I went in your purse. My own tampon. <laughs> and put your stuck my own tampon down, which my is really weird because I don't in tampons. hindsight, but I did go in your purse and grabbed it. Are you sure it was mine or not a man? Oh no, it was. Oh, maybe it was because I think that was the same day I put her panty liner on my forehead. You and walked around, and then you stuck it to a mirror. I did. Somebody did. I don't know. I wore that panty line. I literally left Stick last period phone. walking through. I thought that was outside. School. No, you did it in school? Nope, it was in <laughs> class. It was biology because that's how Jeez. I met her. And I, how ironic. Yeah. And I walked out. With her fucking sticky, <laughs> unused, uh, right. for the record, unused, panty yes. liner <laughs> on my forehead. I remember. I just thought we were outside waiting. Like, school was dismissed. We and my girlfriend at the time fucking slapped me. I a forgot about that until now. A. She's... <laughs> I fucking forgot about that. Because uh, I-, I had some other woman's panty liner on my head. First of all, that was your first concern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not like, uh, why? I'm a beard. (laughs) (laughs) But I digress. Please forgive me. (laughs) Are you asking your ex girlfriend? No, the people I offended walking around high school wearing a panty liner. I don't think none of us were offended back then. Somebody was. They must have been. Probably the other gay guys. No. (laughs) No, I didn't interact with them. We didn't get offended back then. Like we do today. We did not. We did not. We did not. We understand why people get offended now in most contexts. I wouldn't say most. 50%? Yes. Okay. Whatever. I digress. Before we start something controversial. (laughs) We are built on controversy. We are not going to call out specific topics, even though I can't point them out right now. But stop it. Anywho, my four-year-old thinks it's hilarious to grab at my boobs. To scoop and slap. She puts her head under my shirt and then plays with my boobs and she thinks it's hilarious. And I don't make it, I don't just sit here and let her, but Mm -hmm. I also don't like. You don't make it taboo. Oh my God, don't do that. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that's why she thinks it's funny because I'm not like genuinely correcting her because Mm -hmm. I don't feel at this age, it's Mm -hmm. something that it's not an issue. Right. Also, she has a naked mom. She's a what? A naked mom. Oh, I heard an Aiken mom. Nope. She has like a clay naked mom. Aiken. <laughs> and I was very confused. Clay Aiken. This wine's no. great. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we're just very I pee with the door open. I shower with the door open. Oh, yeah. I'm never dressed. We yeah, she climbs into bed with me in the morning. I'm naked. Like it's not it's a very pot body positive household. Yeah, it's yeah. not a weird thing in my home mm-hmm. to, you know. But I also teach her, like, boys are around, mm-hmm. we put clothes on, and right. nobody touches, like, all these things. But in general, her and I, it's whatever. So, like I said, I don't sit there and let her just, like, play with my boobs. But mm-hmm. I also, you know. You don't make a big deal about it. Yeah. But again, she's four. Right. As opposed to an eight or a nine-year-old. That, I think, is where I would start the correcting. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this is our personal places and you know you don't touch people's personal places and Mm -hmm. but i'm torn because i believe if it if she was a little boy Mm -hmm. it would be different 
I don't think at four year old, four years old, I would, I wouldn't be like stern and like you don't touch me there. But I don't think it would be like a playful like, don't touch me type of thing. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's interesting because I didn't even go there in my mind while you were telling me that. Yeah, it's very interesting. So, how would you go about telling your mom that your little brothers, for example, like they? They were flicking her tit for too long. I know, because I don't I don't know where mom's coming from. I know that it can be for a lot of moms, especially breastfeeding moms. It's like mm-hmm. devastating when it's time to stop breastfeeding. Yeah, but at nine years old. Right. Right. Even at four. Four or five, you're like Yeah. And I've known those people. In yes, my life. I have. Yeah. Yes. And I'm just like, but what do you do? But that's what I mean. I don't know if. What do you do to that, like for that person? That's why I'm struggling to see where mom's coming from because, in one part, like, yes, that's my little baby. And it's, you know, it's a huge thing for moms to breastfeed and that connection. And that just, it's a huge deal for a lot of moms to Mm -hmm. breastfeed. And and so I do understand. Wanting to keep that little baby. That's a big deal, too. That's what I mean. It's it's like, and so having to stop that or wanting to keep that little connection and that's my baby. And like, I just don't understand where mom's coming from at six, seven, eight, nine Mm -hmm. years old. And like, it's still being not breastfeeding per se, but like, sure, touch my boobs. So how do you kind of try to get that information from mom? When you're the older child and you see this kind of this history repeating itself, how do you kind of get that information from mom? This person is saying that they're disgusted and it's keeping them up at night, stressed and angry. What should they do? He definitely needs to tell mom. Just not even... Well, it looks like he has. Mom's convinced of my sister's innocence that she refuses to consider she could be encouraging inappropriate impulses that my sister is too unaware too unaware to understand. Well, that doesn't say that he told mom the impact impact it had on him, right? Does that matter? Yeah. To say like, mom, you traumatized me. Mm-hmm. And I'm still living with that at 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Does that matter? So the- Hopefully that would make mom consider the children and not herself for whatever <laughs> reason mom has i want to keep my babies babies so nothing's off limits versus i want to keep my babies babies but i'm traumatizing them Mm -hmm. so this person is writing on behalf of their sister their baby sister saying how do i keep her from feeling what i felt so without giving you what i'm saying or what i'm feeling this person is literally trying to spare their sibling of the same trauma that they're experiencing. Right. How do you do that? Expressing that to mom, the trauma that you experienced, but knowing that you have no control over the situation. You know, like how do you tell a mom to mom? Part of me wants to say the dynamic between a mother and a daughter oftentimes can be very different than mother and a son. Mm -hmm. I grew up with a naked mom. Mm -hmm. It wasn't traumatic to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I wasn't like, mom, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And it just 
today. My sister, she's the naked mom. I'm she naked sure mom. is. Like, so I've been you know there. what I mean? Like it's not been there, saw that. <laughs> you know, our kids are perfectly fine in that sense. Yep. And you guys grew up with that though. So could right. it be he that did, this he did too. Yeah. He grew up with that. And so Do we know I, that I guess it's my... a he. I'm sorry. I'm just leaving me and my brother breastfeed really late. Oh, maybe I was I don't just know if we brother. know what the gender of this person is. Okay. Yeah, we have no idea. I guess I just assumed because you said brother, which yeah. doesn't make sense. Cause... Well, I mean, I'll let you condemn yourself. I'm not doing it for you. <laughs> I'm just, my point was to say that maybe the sister won't be as traumatized as they were because of the dynamic. Yeah, maybe. But you could be right. Maybe the writer is a girl and still traumatized yeah so i i guess i i also don't have any boys sons so i i don't know all i can say is just you have to tell mom like you literally traumatized me yeah like i, I still deal with this yeah. and it triggers me to see my nine-year-old sister going through what you know yeah i don't know it's that mindset of being okay that your words don't take the effect you want them to. That's where you need to be. Because you don't have say at the end of the day over your nine-year-old sister. I know, which is which very is, difficult because yeah. you're the older sibling. Yeah. And so you're the protector of yeah. your sibling. I just I, In theory. I'm really, really I really, really want to know mom's perspective. I would love because if, if mom could write. Either to us. mom maybe is struggling with some mental health or mom is just kind of naive and just genuinely doesn't see a big deal. It could be a cultural thing too, you know, wherever you're from. And and I'm not saying I know this because I know this, like, like I don't have any proof or education. Yeah. I'm just, you know, being open to the world being so different. It could be a cultural thing. It very well couldn't be. But it could be a cultural thing that like, you know, you breastfeed until your child shows disinterest or you, you know, your sh- your child will eventually be like, oh, that's my mom's boob. And then like walk away, mm-hmm. you know, but where do you as this person who is offended by it and watching your younger sibling go through the same thing? Where do you draw the line between like, this is what I want to happen and this is what will happen? You know, will my mom listen to me or will she continue doing what she's doing? Right. You know, how old was I when I stopped touching my mom's boobs? I also think there's something to be said too about like a child who doesn't know better and a parent who's not making a big deal about something. Mm-hmm. You know, if a mom doesn't make a big, big deal about their child touching them, then it's not going to be, be a big deal when they're older. You know what I mean? In that way that where it's like... Yeah, but at six and on, you understand more that like, you know what I mean? Mia thinks it's hilarious just because she's four. Yeah. At six, I think she would be more aware of what she's doing. Yeah. If if mom had instilled that on her, right? She wouldn't just know out of nowhere. She'd be understanding if she was surrounded by that education and that knowledge. Yes and no. Because I, I don't think, think that you automatically... Innate, they have an innate... Oh. These are private places and... Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Where it's not necessarily 
wrong for doing this, but I I have an awareness that this is a personal spot. Mm -hmm. So it's funny to touch it or, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I understand your perspective, but I think this is more of a nurture than a nature thing. Yeah, I have to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Oh, wait. What should I do? (laughs) Let's answer the question. Yeah, all I got is that you really just got to be super raw with mom. Yeah. Not just like, mom, she's too old for this, but like wholeheartedly like, mom, I'm fucked up from Mm -hmm. this. To this day, I am tormented. Yeah. I I think nurture versus nature aside, I agree with you. Like Mm -hmm. explain to mom where you are coming from in terms of how this traumatized you Mm -hmm. in some way. And, but only do that if you're okay, if mom disagrees with you. What do you mean only? Well, I'm sorry, be okay with mom disagreeing with you. Or maybe that's not right either. Be ready for mom to disagree with you. Yeah, I like that. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for talking me out of me. (laughs) You did it yourself. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) I just let you talk. Thank you for crediting me for talking me out of me. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah, that's not an episode name. (laughs) That is way too too long. long. (laughs) Yeah, just be ready for mom to disagree with you. And then write for advice after that. <laughs> to a therapist. We're only answering that question. Write to a advice oh, from a therapist yeah, just seek, for... Just seek therapy. Dear Revolted, I want you to consult with the psychotherapist. <laughs> Fuck off. How did we not just say that and be done? Because psychotherapy isn't, isn't just... It's not as common or even its existence well, in a, 2000, is common knowledge what even still it's 20, 2023 and you don't hear people talking about psychotherapy as much what's the difference for our listeners i don't fucking know well then you're the one in school for this shit so. well then why are you talking like you know <laughs> because i don't hear about it still i've heard about it believe gonna double check psycho can you fucking type faster i am i'm not getting any younger psychotherapy sometimes called talk therapy refers refers to a variety of treatments that aim to help a person identify and change troubling emotions so it's just therapy therapy. yeah that's what i was gonna say what's the difference between uh between therapy and counseling not much it's It's just the pretty much is it the credentials don't i think it's literally the same it's just semantics a counselor or a therapist i mean because i've heard of people who have been in counseling or i'm sorry who have um, been counselors and therapists refer to them separately counseling tends to be shorter term goal oriented and addresses concrete specific life challenges so like a couple's counselor which makes total sense by contrast therapy tends to be longer term more exploratory and holistic and it treats mental illness oh counselors often specialize in a specific area such as such as marriage addiction grief etc perfect so yeah i guess you're right good to know yeah all right short term long term yeah one is just like what should i do with my money. Like and I'm, I'm like, about to get a new job and I, I don't know if I'm going to kill myself. And, yep. yeah. and it's my mom's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> because she let me touch her boobs. <laughs> uh, Until I was 30. 
So I read the first sentence, and that's how so I got psychotherapy. Here. I want to. I want you to consult with a psychotherapist. Look for someone who has helped others with experiences similar to yours. How do you Google my mom? Let me tit her. Like I don't. How do you find a therapist with experience similar to yours? I'm curious if that for the writer mm-hmm. would be almost like a sexual abuse. Would it be like a sexuality? T- no, not sexuality. Uh, well, you tell me. I have no fucking idea. Because I feel like sexuality, not sexuality. Sexual trauma. Right. Okay. That would be my advice. Or Your my concentration? No. I don't want to be a sexual trauma. No, for this, like looking for a therapist I that would specializes tell, yeah, yeah, in. Yeah. I would Google like you would sexual tell them to trauma concept. therapist. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we are on the same page? Yes. It's just linguistics. It's, yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, we don't know how to communicate. <laughs> I'm going to take responsibility for that. (laughs) You could read and study about this. It wouldn't hurt to get a basic understanding of child development and how such experiences can later affect us in troubling and unexpected ways. But knowledge alone will not be enough to avoid later effects of this early experience. The best thing you can do for yourself is to now find a therapist who can respond to you in a clear, responsible, and non-judgmental way and sit with you week after week as you tell your story. That would also be the person to advise you on how to talk with your mom and your sister should you choose to do so at some point. You're in a great situation right now. You know what happened and it's still fresh. You have not distorted what happened or rationalized it or put it out of your mind. So this is the time to act. You will meet obstacles in your search for the right psychotherapist. So consider this a quest of monumental importance. Oh, I appreciate that. Yes. Because everyone's going to encounter that. It may be the most important thing you ever do, more important than your education or your later occupation. Feelings of guilt and self-hatred may arise. As such feelings come up, remind yourself that they are not helpful. They are, in fact, the direct result of this experience that has left you feeling troubled and conflicted. You may also hear voices telling you that talking about it is taboo or will expose others to harm. That is why the confidential setting of a psychotherapist's office is the ideal space in which to tell your story. You will not be, quote, outing, unquote, your mother or have to confront her. You will not be causing family conflict. All you will be doing in therapy is resuming, as a slightly older person, the course of development that was sidetracked at an early age by these unusual experiences. You have the chance to live a happy, productive life unburdened by this. Moreover, once you attain more understanding of this, you can be of use to others who have had similar experiences. You will need strength and resilience as you search for the right therapist. To keep on your quest, you may need to repeat to yourself that this is indeed a life or death matter. People who have such experiences can later fall into depression, suicide, and addiction. Absolutely. We don't want that to happen to you. Some people are uncomfortable with this topic, so they may snicker and make childish jokes. Beware of shaming remarks. It would be great if they could just slide off your back. But the truth is that such remarks often do sting. Do not pretend that such remarks are not hurtful. Instead, feel the sting and wait for it to subside, like the sting of a bee. Except that the world has many cruel and ignorant people in it, but you can survive and live a happy life. Don't listen to anyone who says to just get over it. We humans 
don't often just quote, get over stuff like this, not without help. So get help. You can find the help you need and you deserve it. It's not your fault what happened when you were just a kid. So those last therapy. couple of paragraphs lost me, but therapy totally buying into that. Yeah. Yeah. There was one part in the beginning that I didn't love. Something about like, don't listen to, or don't let your thoughts, something to do with, I believe, thoughts. Like, don't listen to yourself or something along those lines in the beginning. Feelings of guilt and self-hatred may arise as such feelings come up. Remind yourself that they are not helpful. Yeah, that part. A lot of this is easier said than done. Mm -hmm. And I don't love that for advice. Because it's not concrete or because? I guess first, because it's like, no shit. Mm -hmm. But second, like, that's a part of the struggle. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's not something to just like. I was ready to be like, right. But now I kind of get like, what you're saying. That's a part of the trauma and mm -hmm. the the. It's a bigger picture thing. Yeah. Okay. So I, I can appreciate that. Yeah, I don't. I I mean, I understand. You understand the, the advice, but I yeah. don't. I just me it's personally really don't love helpful. it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Now I don't love it. Yeah, none of that was. I didn't hate this answer altogether. It wasn't a terrible answer. I loved the therapy thing. And yeah, I think, I think that's my kind favorite of answer at that. all the time. Just like, hey, <laughs> yeah, there's, it is a long there are response. people that can help you with this. And mm -hmm. it's going to be tough. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. But it's a big deal for you. It makes a huge mm. difference. Right. But like the rest of it, I didn't love. Okay. Just my two cents. No, I actually like your two cents. No, thanks. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I really liked that. You said that that part, that portion about like, put that out of your mind, essentially, that that doesn't help. That is a bigger picture issue. Yeah. And I, like, I obviously, if I could just do to that, me it's like, I, I, right. it wouldn't be. Yeah, to know. me, it was like, yeah, you know, motivational as opposed to Can't clinical. Yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. You, you can know, do this. Thanks for that. Versus I like that. Like, yeah, si se puede, motherfucker. Like. <laughs> yeah, I know you can, but I'm not there yet. This is a Help part me. of this my issue, you. yes. Okay. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. That's actually really great. Oh, thanks. Yeah. You're so motherfucking welcome. Ooh. I'm not giving you money when you hit the therapy stage. It's a conflict of interest. Well, you're not coming into my office then. <laughs> Meet you right here. Telehealth. <laughs> yes. Sure, step to my couch. Hella health. <laughs> Hello. I don't know. All right, Beth. We have one more question that we can do. However, there are two more, and I'm thinking that you can handle them for next week. Yes. Yes, because, because they're, I have not read them. They're good questions. I have not read them, and I want to so bad. So bad. But I will send them to you. <laughs> Yes, we will do them next week. If our listeners don't send don't them to me until know. next week. Until next week. Okay, great. <laughs> so we're going to revisit <laughs> salon.com next week. Yes. This isn't the first time we've done this, that no. we've done the same columnist in the row. But these questions, are they sound so great. And actually, this one proved true. So let's see if the next one does its trick. Yes. Shall we? Does its trick. Let's trick this does. <laughs> 
This one is from August 23rd, 2012. I can't even say this without laughing. There's an exclamation point at the end, so just bear with me. How old were we in 2012? Uh, That was 11 years ago, so we were eight. (laughs) Teen, got it, 18. And and not touching our mom's boobs. We were, how old are we? 36. We were 25. Mm. I saw that face. I just wanted to get the context. I saw that face. And I felt it. I don't even remember that age. She tried to run me over. Is my friend out of control? Or are we just having wild fun? Now, that's the subtext. However, wait. you need to say, hold on. Wait. Okay, waiting. Literally my friend. Mm-hmm. Not like my girlfriend, mm-hmm. my wife, mm-hmm. my mother. Mm-hmm. Before you keep asking that question, let me say what I have to say. Most of these questions that I looked at, the subtext has been about the second question on the same article. So each spread, each article that we've clicked on has more than one question. Right. The subtitle, is my friend out of control or are we just having wild fun, might be about the second question. Why? What was the subtitle for the first question? Another reader, dot, dot, dot. Another question, dot, dot, dot. For other questions. Okay, so it may not be friend. Nope. It might be a different story altogether. But it might not be. It might not be. And so... (laughs) And go. And if you're running your friends over, (laughs) I want to be in that friend group. (laughs) I am that friend group. You are that. You're the whole fucking group. (laughs) I'm all the friends. (laughs) Dear Carrie, dear Carrie, I think my dear friend is an alcoholic and a child in a grown woman's body, but I don't know how to help or deliver the soul-shaking wake-up call I think she deserves. We had made plans to hang out the other night. I thought we would walk to the bar section of town. We don't live very far away at all. A 10-minute walk at most. Shit, I thought we were close to bars, you know, back in the day. A bar. I feel like one bar. One it's bar. definitely ten minutes. It was more than that. Oh, okay. I believe you. I was further away than that. You I were like a whole you. fucking town and a half away. <laughs> but my friend hates walking. I am that friend group. You are that friend group. <laughs> <laughs> she can. She convinced the rest of us to let her drive. I'm not sure how. Actually. <laughs> No, I did not write this. <laughs> Thank you. No, you did not write this. No, I did not. No, you did not write I this did, about I, me. I would not pick a question I wrote to an advice columnist. <laughs> she convinced the rest of us to let her drive. I'm not sure how. Actually, she convinced me that she would park downtown and walk home afterward. In parentheses, a detail that will be significant in a moment. And I was easily swayed because she has a brand new Beamer. I'm distracted by shiny things. But on our way downtown, we discovered that the can of pop she had been brandishing that now rested in her cup holder was not pop at all, but a brewski. (laughs) (laughs) This must be us. (laughs) You thought she was drinking a soda the whole time and it was a a beer? pop and it was a brewski. (laughs) There's got to be a joke here about pop and brewski so we can name this episode appropriately. I'll pop your brewski. <laughs> no. 
it comes on its own. What does? Our, our... Oh, the name? Yes. <laughs> I was like, the brewski? <laughs> it doesn't need stimulation. It, it came on its own. <laughs> Beer. Thank you. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking that. How? I don't know. Oh, fuck that was good thank you mm-hmm. for talking to me like that <laughs> <laughs> thank you for talking yourself into that <laughs> but i was in two phase at the moment and i was admittedly amused by her brazen and carefree attitude and she backed this up by frequent protests that she didn't quote give a shit <laughs> bro same oh in a very long parenthetical sentence I didn't find out until later, by way of her bragging, how much beer she had consumed before picking us up. And she hid it well for a little while, at least. He wrote this. I wrote this. He wrote this when we were... 12. (laughs) 16. (laughs) 17. As we began to enjoy ourselves at the bar, her protest turned into, you know, I just don't give a fuck. And I agreed with her even cheered her as I wasn't given enough to question her motives for saying so. I swear to God, I didn't write this. I swear to God, I swear to God, I didn't write this. And why would she? I just thought she was being incredibly cool and rebellious. It must be like 21. Well, that's not exactly true. It sounded a little pathetic, but I was willing to let her act out her arrested adolescent angst. She just moved back in with her folks for a brief time after more than 10 years away so I could see how it was easy to relive those feelings. Oh, compassion. But then these rebellious rally cries started taking on a slightly stranger color. Quote, you know, I just don't give a shit, end quote, which gave way to, quote, you know, nobody gives a shit, end quote, which gave way to, quote, nobody gives a shit about me, end quote. Uh... But I was still obliviously applauding her rebellious spirit. Plus, I was so securely sealed inside of my own beer-buzzed spacesuit mm-hmm. that was impenetrable to bad feelings. We were all in extremely good cheer. I couldn't imagine these were the beginning whimpers of a cry for help. I still didn't suspect anything when she started joking about suicide. Quote, sometimes I don't know why I just don't go ahead and kill myself. <sighs> Followed by her own laughter mostly to show everyone that she was joking. She would say, quote, I'm just kidding. I would never do that, end quote. I still didn't flinch because I had been hearing this sort of thing from her for the better part of the last decade and a half. She presents this character as a fun-loving melancholic, and I've always bought it. The only thing is, and this is unbeknownst to her, the rest of us know of someone who attempted suicide recently, and he succeeded. We all knew him and loved him, but one of the women with us was his closest friend. (sighs) But we all knew my friend was just being an idiot and accidentally found a very unfortunate topic to blabber on about. At the last bar, my friend is barely allowed in. We promise to watch her. We know the bouncer. At one point, I see that she has gotten lost in a bar she's been to a hundred times, so I have to go corral her. After we've been there for a while, I luckily see her make a break for the exit. She was hoping to sneak out unnoticed. I followed her out and somehow convinced her to let me walk her home. We should have walked in the first place. I soon find out she had no intention of walking ever. We're hungry, so we go get a slice of pizza. 
I've forgotten where she's parked, so as we leave the pizza shop, I stupidly take her right by her car by accident. She breaks away and gets in. I stand in front and for a while try unsuccessfully to get her back out of the car. Brief interlude. This is deja vu for me. I've been in this ridiculous situation before, though not with this particular friend. The first time I allowed myself to be tricked into relinquishing my position in front of the car because the driver, quote, couldn't hear me. Ha! Then off she went. Within two blocks, she had blown through a stop sign. Within another two blocks, she was in the sidewalk trying to walk in a straight line, uniform officer sternly looking on. Mm. She couldn't, so she spent the night in jail. And then there was all this business of losing her driver's license for a year. Luckily, I have witnesses to this, or I wouldn't believe such instant karma either. Back to the present. My friend, a grown woman acting like a child, is complaining that she can't hear me. I'm not falling for it this time. Huh? So she runs me over. Whoa. Well, she would have run me over if I glued my soles to the pavement, but I saw that she was going to breach my barrier by a large margin, so I smartly stepped aside. I'm only so principled. <laughs> Jeez. I wish I was. <laughs> I didn't write this. <laughs> no, no, your souls were glued to the pavement. <laughs> were, I fucking got hit every time. <laughs> but angry that my tactics hadn't worked after all, I read her the most ferocious ride act I could muster, after which she still asked if I wanted to ride back to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you wrote Maybe this. Maybe I wrote this. <laughs> I was so frustrated that I finally yelled, I never want to hear from you again. I felt like the silly little kid kicking his keds into the sand, shouting, I hate your guts. Needless to say, she drove off, probably laughing at me. As far as I know, there was no incident. So I acknowledge I let my rage get to the better of me in the end. We haven't talked since. Now I don't know what good I could possibly offer to this situation. I feel like I've just played the role of an incredibly stereotypical overprotective brother in some cheesy after-school special badly. I wrote this. <laughs> I almost feel like I owe her an apology for going so overboard. I wrote this. But I also don't know what I could have done even if I kept my cool. I assume she wouldn't have listened and may never listen. I probably should have just said, hey, send a text when you get home and never mention it again but I feel like she's leaving some pretty obvious hints that something in her life is amiss. Could it be that she's oblivious to the hints she is dropping? What do other people with better anger management skills do when confronted with such hints? Thank you for your insight. Hung over. I'm hung over this whole fucking question. Reading it, not the question. (laughs) You were reading it. Ah. There was a lot of information in this question. I really like the writer. There's just so much like insight and awareness. Consideration. Like, yeah. It's just so much awareness. Okay, what's the specific question? Could it be that she's oblivious to the hints that she is dropping? What do other people with better anger management skills do when confronted with such hints? Well, I mean... Just to point out the obvious, we are not in control of anyone else. Yep. Nor can we control anyone else. As much as we try. Especially the writer referred to the friend as a grown adult. Amen to that. I can relate to the writer in the wanting to stop the friend, Mm -hmm. obviously. Honestly, all I can say is just talk to them when you're both sober. 
So they haven't consi- they haven't spoken since. Right. I don't know how long that is. But I guess I would just reach out and say that I'd love to talk. Maybe we can do a coffee if we go With out. Bailey's. There's no thought that they're drinking. Yes. So the question here is, do you think she's oblivious to the hints that she is dropping? Well, no, because it said unbeknownst to her, right? That the friend group lost someone. Oh, right. It wasn't her friend, right? No. Another friend in the group was the best friend of the person who had committed suicide. Ah, that's what it was. Okay, yes. I don't think we can answer that one. I don't think so either. So speaking as someone who talks out of their ass I was going to say, there's a fine line between like, kill myself remarks and I should just kill myself. It's a very fine line. Yeah. It's the finest line we've ever walked. Obviously, I can't speak if she's oblivious to that or not. Yeah. The only thing I can think of that's close to that is I have been guilty on occasion to bringing up something sensitive without knowing I was bringing it up, but knowing the situation. For example, I would probably say to someone whose friend or close relative had just died by suicide, uh, I would just kill myself. Oh, but not knowing that they... Knowing that that's what happened, but oblivious to what I'm saying or the meaning to that person. Oh, yeah, just... Yeah, I do that all the time. I think a lot of us do. Like at one point when my boss was going to get fired and I told her she's fired because we were joking about something. Yeah, I think um, most of us do that. She was not. And then after it's like, oh, fuck my life. I shouldn't have just said that. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That happens to me my entire life. Yeah, there's no way to say if the friend is just oblivious to Mm -hmm. her feelings. If she's making these comments... And meaning them versus making them subconsciously and isn't aware that. Do you think that this is something that could be addressed with anger management? No, that's not. So uh, I'm only asking because I'm torn. The writer was talking about themselves. People with better anger management skills do when confronted with such hints. I guess I can go either way. Because they made a comment about they felt as if they may have overreacted or handled the situation. Yeah, I guess the question actually doesn't really specify who it's about because I can go either way with the driver trying to run their friend over. Well, no, because it's sad. Do you think a person say it? What do you? What do other people with better anger management skills do when confronted with such hints? Right. So they're talking about oh, themselves. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yes. But what? But. It feels like this person's trying to take some sort of responsibility for their reaction when... Yes, because they said, hindsight, I, do I apologize for the way I handled it? Because they felt maybe they were too strong, too whatever. From saying, I never want to hear from you again? Yeah. They think I hope they're, they're 12. I really wanted to know how old they are. They also did say grown adult. Yeah. Okay. We all say shit we don't want to mean, but like. Yeah, we don't want to mean them. Yeah, we don't want but to. Sometimes, sometimes we, we do. do. <laughs> we Which all is the question. We don't mean, but like, I feel like this question is kind of. The writer know. is right in being concerned. Yes, I agree. It is obvious when something is off with somebody in our circle. Mm-hmm. 
again, a lot of people just say things like fuck my life or mm-hmm. jump off a cliff. Yeah, we say it all the time. I think I asked you today so, where the closest cliff was. Yep. Yep. Um, so it's hard. The first time you ever said that when yeah. we were friends, I didn't take that seriously. Unfortunately, there are times where it's like, right. It right. happened and yeah. I'm like, wow, he used to joke about it all the time and I and never you, took him seriously. Then he did it. Right. Yeah. And then he did it. I see that. I don't think that this is a an anger management reaction or I don't know if it is rather. No, I I don't see anything wrong with the friend the writer's whole yeah part. I don't, I don't I don't know how to answer that though. I agree, but I don't know what how to answer that or how to address it. What do people without anger management skills do with confronted with such shit? I mean who wouldn't be angry if your friend tried to run you over? I don't know. Because I'm the friend trying to run you over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Silly me. Joking, not joking. Joking, not joking. Right. I would just reach out. Yeah, just there's say, always time to make amends or like try we should, to. We need to talk. Like, let's just talk. Let's. Yeah. And then you can express yourself. Like, genuinely, how are you? Like, is everything okay? It seems yeah. like something might be off. Like, please know you can talk to me. Yep. That night, I was literally with you for your because I was concerned for you. And I just want to make sure you're okay. Yeah, just that's all you can do. Yeah. You can't take on the responsibility of this person's trauma. It just doesn't make sense for anyone. But we do it all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Shall we go to Carrie's response? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Dear hung over. When we're drunk, we commit crimes. They don't seem like crimes at the time. This friend of yours, what was that, Biff? A relation? They're not crimes at the time. They're They're a response to a hostile environment. (laughs) This friend of yours, when she did the thing, when she did the thing with the car, that is what cops call assault with a deadly weapon. Like when you try to run over a cop, that's what they call it. Oh. Did you know that, Beth? Uh, I mean, a cop or another human. It's the same. Oh, you're not a cop, so then it's fine. It's it's not just, a. It's just assault. Yeah. It's, <laughs> if you were a cop, then this right. would be assault with a deadly weapon. But you're just a pedestrian. You're just a bystander. You're just a friend. <laughs> Your, your souls are not glued to the pavement. <laughs> Let's underline the seriousness of what's going on with your friend. She's going to get hurt. She's in trouble. I don't care if you call her an alcoholic or what, but she's in trouble and she's going to get hurt. And eventually she's going to hurt someone else. She's going to end up in jail. She's going to end up in rehab. Things are going to get worse. Bad things are going to happen and keep happening. An intervention is not out of the question. I would like to go on record saying I don't like where this is going so far. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Have you seen the show Intervention? (laughs) And there it is. (laughs) (laughs) To me, the show is no joke. I feel authentic sadness when I watch the show because these people are just like the people I see all the time in the world I live in. You sound like you have a fun life right now. Your friend has money. You like shiny things. That could change fast permanently soon. 
If she kills somebody with her car, her life will change fast and permanently. You have already lost one friend to suicide. I wonder what part drugs and alcohol played in that. Your face is my reaction? Yeah. Thank you. I wonder this because people self-medicate. They treat undiagnosed bipolar disorder and depression without, with alcohol and drugs. They don't know they have a mental illness. Neither do their friends. Then they commit suicide. They don't have to. They're having distorted thoughts. They know nothing about their condition. They don't have they to, don't have to commit suicide? They don't have to. That's all it says. They don't have to, period. Okay. They know nothing about their condition or how cognitive therapy can help or how modern psychopharmacology can help or how any number of psychiatric interventions can help or, Jesus Christ, or how much better life can be once this disorder is managed. They don't know how many people love them or what great pleasures in life await them. They just jump. They just shoot themselves. After they've done that, all you have is a bunch of sad, baffled people wondering what happened and what they could have done. People die because of stupid stuff that can be changed. So if I were you, I would get serious about this. Of course you are right to be furious with her. It's not a time to maintain your cool when someone is crazy drunk and aiming a deadly weapon at you. The one thing I agree with in this entire thing is, yes, you can be mad. Funny, my thoughts this whole time you're reading the answers. This is why this was done in 2013. Yep. It's a time to get angry. You didn't do anything wrong by getting angry. The only thing you didn't do right is you could have secretly fished her keys out of her purse and hid them and told her you had no idea where they were and offered to get her a cab. Biff, I don't even want to read this anymore. It's just getting worse. Did okay. he just blame yep. the writer? Yep. Okay. We're on the same page. Hmm. Seriously, hmm. why take the risk? That's what I would do next time. Fish her keys out of her... I can't. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not we're I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm with you. I just can't That's... keep reading this. This is not okay. None of that. I just want to address the writer. Or I'm sorry, the columnist. Well, this is why they no longer I suppose are. 2013 was their last year. Do we, we want to do this other two questions next week? Maybe not the answers. <laughs> <laughs> questions are great though. Oh Biff. The very first part of my response was, you are not responsible for other people. Period. The thing you did wrong? The thing you, you did wrong. Are you kidding me? You didn't take her keys. That's what I would have done. I would have took her keys. And also, people who kill themselves, they don't have to. That was not the question. <laughs> can I just... Can I just put that out there, even though it's not the point? Can I just say that it was not the assignment? Did he even mention the question? Is she aware no, of... I just skimmed it, and it's really about suicide and people take life for granted. Surprise! And got in it, and it get it running, and thought she'd drive the few blocks home. Like, that's part of it. So I would make a stand. I would say this stuff has to stop or you're not going to be around when it all blows up. I would say it's intervention time. I'm You and I have talked about this before and I am with you. I am not for interventions. They just don't oh. make sense. And they don't work. Historically. Yeah, I don't know. That, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know, like statistically. You know, I have often heard that like 
uh, my family gave me an intervention and like I was mad, but you know, now that I'm clean or sober or whatever, it's the best thing mm-hmm. that happened for me. The one thing they didn't say is whether or not the intervention is what got them there. <laughs> right. I think that people who use or suffer addiction will get to a safe place if and when they want to in their lives. Right. Rock bottom. Right. That's what they always yep. often say is if that they need they to, to hit rock bottom. Yep. In order and to like, okay, now I need luckily to Luckily in our society, this. there are some people who have not hit rock bottom that have been able to rescue themselves. Mm-hmm. But even still, you're not going to be able to force somebody to do something that they don't want to do. And also, it's never your fault. Yeah. If they, they make do their or do choices. Not. It's a consequence of their choices. It's literally like going to a funeral and showing up and just like feeling like they would That's what I was just going to say. Like, yes, like, I'm probably the friend who is going to take your keys yep but if i don't and god forbid something happened that night that is not my responsibility no. for not taking your keys no it's not let somebody Someone, try to blame me for not yeah. you should have took their keys yep. i would have took their keys if i were you mm-hmm. that's just not a no. thing it's not a thing you say period i was gonna say even if you period. think it that it's doesn't come out of your mouth. I just don't. I can't read this any further. I can't. Re- I can't agree with the response on so many levels. This is so 2013. Actually, I think it's. It's. It might not even be 2013. No. It might be very 20. It might be. This is why you don't have a column anymore. Well, I get changing with the times, right? I don't think that's necessarily that's necessarily the case. But it very well could be. I hope. Maybe. I hope. I have no idea. I can openly say. But we've all said like things blindly. I'm just. But when it's our job. I'm sorry. This is 2012. So the column did keep going. uh, For one more year. At least another year. Well, we did what? Three questions? Mm -hmm. Two. And barely agreed. I know. With. Either we're gonna think about whether or not we're gonna do next week the same questions because they're good questions. I think we should and see the response anyway. We might agree now. We know or one are any of the other two questions from 2013. Maybe there was some maybe growth. Uh, they are not okay. They're before this. Well, now we have to do them. No, we have to. Now do I'm more curious about the response, <laughs> guys. Than check out next week's episode with more controversial bullshit. Yes, please. Because if not for the questions, then for the answers. No shit. <laughs> to see how times have changed, or why this is no longer in syndication. Yep. Yeah, I love that. But in the meantime, yeah, <laughs> because we're so over time, send us your questions, comments, and all of your concerns to illadvisedthepodcast at gmail.com. But you can also catch up on all of our episodes and get our sources in our show notes at illadvisedthepodcast.com. Also, on your lovely social medias, mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at illadvisedthepodcast. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. Everything about you is scrumptious. And it's not your fault. And keep up with the times and thank you for listening. You've been ill-advised.